And we're here, Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael here, DetroitLions.com. Game time as the Detroit Lions travel to Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears this Sunday. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. All right. Uh, looks like a, what, two-and-a-half-point uh, Chicago Bear favorite in this game? Yeah, the Bears favored by two-and-a-half, two points if you take the Lions. So it's a, it's a tight, tight game. It really is. I think that's pretty accurate. Well, you got two teams going in, um, I don't know if different directions, but they're not exactly the same directions. I think that the winner of this game season will continue. The loser of this game, I think, is going to play out the stream because the Lions are only two games back, believe it or not, from the last playoff spot. And um, as bad as they are now, that just shows you that the league is pretty mediocre this year, that a team that gets hot can make a run. I don't know if they can make the playoffs, but they can make a run. They can make a run. You know, both teams have six losses, but the Lions are two and six. The Bears are, are three and six. And you know that extra game, if they got the example of three and seven, forget it. You're not you're not going anywhere. And, and and if the Lions get the three and six, it doesn't mean okay, buy your season or buy your playoff tickets now. But at least you've got a little more a little more daylight ahead of you if you win. So in that regard, and look, we're looking at the bottom of the of the hopefuls right now, the bottom level of the hopefuls, playoff hopefuls. It's it's. Doesn't mean you're playing great football, but just take advantage of the of the opportunity that's in front of you. That's all you can do. Yeah. Only thing that I think people have asked of the last couple of years of the Lions is to be playing meaningful games late in the year. And regardless of the record, if you're playing meaningful games, you're playing meaningful games. You'll learn how players react to it. If players are ones you can depend on, if players are ones going to shrink under the spotlight, these are the games you find that out. <clears> so <throat> there are things for them to be playing for. No, I agree with that. You know. Ken, excuse me. And the one thing that that's, uh, has kind of stands out for me, well, I don't say kind of, but it really does stand out for me, is how well the Lions rookie rookie and young players have played in the last two or three weeks, and and really made some key plays for the Lions. They really have. They've been they've been instrumental in whatever the Lions have done. That's been good. A lot of it has come from their young players. Really, the vets are the ones that have let me down this year and, and looking at the team as well. You know, the, the Brockers, who I thought would have a big say this year, a big role, that basically no role. Oh, um, he's been inactive for the last month. Well, I'm saying, but why is he inactive? Because he has no role because he hasn't done anything in the first part of the year. These are my, that's my point. You got these guys who um, just didn't, the veterans that just didn't respond, man. And I, I'm not talking about one- or two-year guys. I'm talking about the veterans. They really don't have a lot of them, but the ones they do have, I just didn't see it from them. So, with one exception, the exception to what you're saying, and I'd accept, I'd ex- exempt the offensive line from that. That you know, it started out the season as a, as a strength. They took some really tough injuries, but they're back, and I think it's a strong point for that team. Yeah, Iragnow and then Decker really are the only veterans I count in that group too. Even though Jackson's a couple years in, but that's pretty much a young offensive line too. I'm saying the those are the, the Decker age persons. People are the ones I'm talking about age-wise, and it's not that many. Like I said, I look. You look over the rosters; they're really a young team. Oh, absolutely, and, and and they're even adding some young players. When I say adding, that they didn't have at the start of the season, like Jerry Jacobs, the defensive back. Who I look, I think he's a terrific player. I really do. And I'm not saying he's an All-Pro yet or anything like that, but he is certainly trending in the direction you want your second-year player to play. You missed the first. Uh, what was it, Kenny? First six games because of the. Uh, the injury that he sustained late last year, but back and boy, I tell you what, he was heck on wheels. 
on Sunday and that went over the Green Bay Packers. Well, he was trending last year before he hurt his knee. Remember? Absolutely. He, he oh, was, no. This is a continuation. Yeah. yeah, people don't know. This was an undrafted player, another one of Brad Holmes' good pickups. An uh, undrafted player who ended up becoming, if not a starter, you know, in the rotation. And um, he's become a good player. I don't know what school he, where school he comes out. I don't have it right off hand in front of Arkansas. me. Arkansas. Arkansas. So. And he also picked up A.J. Parker last year that w- without drafting. You know, two guys that have played a lot in the last two years. I mean, if you can get those guys, at worst, they're depth for you going forward. Yeah, and you look at some other, like, for example, from the third round, uh, Kirby Joseph, the safety from, uh, from Illinois, really turned into a find. He was, what, the rookie of the week? Last week, or the, or the defensive play, player, NFC defense play, he wasn't really because yeah. those only go to uh, New York players. The uh, well, absolutely. Do I detect a little sarcasm? Yeah, I mean, time. okay, they got twelve million people voting. I mean, can we actually get somebody to pick the actual good player between Sauce oh, Gardner oh, and the, the wide receiver from Ohio State, Garrett Wilson? They've had five of the, of the eight weeks of, of rookie of the weeks. Well, maybe they all voted for Joe Biden. Okay, so think <laughs> of the bright spot. <laughs> So, so the Lions go in. Um, this is also a battle of the St. Brown brothers, the Quinius and Armand St. Brown. Um, I hope I said that name right. Equinius. He, he's got a name. Equinius. Yes, Equinius. Whatever the Joe and Sam and Fred. Gets, man, these names are getting harder every year. Well, well you think well, what? What? what are you, uh, the standard spelling of Amon Ra? <laughs> <laughs> is that so hard? No, I didn't say Amon. I'm talking about his brother. But anyway, um, the brothers. Uh, I know they had a podcast or something uh, together a couple of days ago. It was good nature, fun. Uh, two respectful young men talking about these teams. I thought they had some cogent points in it too. It wasn't like just you know your team sucks, we gonna win. They were like this. This part of your team is this. The, if you can find it, look it up. They're, they're two bright young men. I, I thought that was oh, very impressive. Yeah, they really are. So obviously, I've dealt more with Amon Ra than I have with Equinemius, but Equinemius, but but yeah, they're sharp. They 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 know the ropes of playing pro football. They really do. They learned that at an early age. Right. Well, the Lions signed a secret weapon the other day that I think is going to play a part in this game. Uh, Trinity Benson has returned. The Trinity Benson oh. trade has made his way back. That fifth-round pick you gave up for him, you may get some value out of it now anyway because um, I'm going to tell you right now, with the injuries out, and I always thought he was a little below Quintez Cephas, but I, th- I thought he did some things in camp, and he did some things last year. I, I don't think he's a bum. Well, I wouldn't call him a bum, but I just – look, he's, out of, he's, he's on another practice squad for a reason. He was there until – you know, the 10th or the 8th week of the season. So let's not get over-enamored with a player that nobody else in the National Football League thought enough of to elevate to the to, to the 53-player Well, he was on the 53-man roster until a couple of weeks ago. So he did – he was on Denver's roster who picked him so up. So in other words, you're saying in other words, you're saying he's declining. Well, I'm just saying maybe Denver at this point in time <laughs> has a better wide receiver crew than the Lions. And, and because of the injuries, I, I'm not doubting that they do right now. The Lions are very thin when you're getting guys off the practice – Picking up some brothers last week, the Zilstra, but you're picking up guys that you know you haven't even heard of to be the lower you know receivers on your roster. So there's a depth problem there, and I tell you right now, he's had experience in the league. He's called balls in the league, and I think I, I think he's going to get some run this week. Well, one thing about him, he has speed, and he's a strong kid too. Now we'll we'll see. Like I say, guys guys end up on the practice squad for three years for a reason. Sure. But that doesn't mean look. But that doesn't mean things can't develop for him at some point in their career. Look, all you need is for him to play, play ball, catch whatever is thrown to him. Don't make any mistakes, and at least hold your own. 
just at least hold your Yeah, own. when golf throws to your right side, turn right. If he th- throws to your left side, turn left. And maybe you could teach Raymond that too because evidently he has a hard time with that. So, like I said, I- I've seen worse out there. Well, I have too. Can I just interrupt what we're talking about? One thing that really strikes me in this game, when you think of the Bears and the Lions, the, you know, the black and blue division, both of them are at the bottom of the National Football League and defending the run. Yes. The Lions are second worst. The Bears are third worst. 148 yards by the Lions per game, 147 by the Bears. That really, that just really strikes me as whatever happened to you know Joe Schmidt and uh, you know Mike Lucci and Chris Spielman and those guys and, and the Bears, you know the Bears uh, Hall of Fame uh, uh, Singletary players, and all those Singletary. Guys. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. But you know what? Part of part of what. Uh, if you want to get into the running game, they certainly have the edge with their quarterback and Justin Fields. But I, I just think that whichever team plays better defensively if against the run, I think is going to win this game. Yeah, I do too. And I, I, I also, I'm not a big fan of uh, these running quarterbacks because there's a shelf life on them. And uh, I, I don't think much of him as a thrower. So you know, if you can keep him in that pocket or keep him where he is running is limited, make him throw the ball, you'll have a better chance to win this game. Well, he's completed fifty-eight point nine percent of his. I'm sorry, fifty-eight point eight percent of his passes. We're talking about Justin Fields, which is almost identical to what he did last year for his full full season, however many games that was. And that tells me one thing: that he really hasn't progressed as a thrower. Or he is what he is. Yet. Or this is yeah, all you're going to get out of him. But on the other hand, he's got more than just a little over six hundred yards rushing in eight games. You're talking about a guy who's going to break. You know, he's going to break records with his legs. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if he keeps it up. Well, having 200 of them in a game helps. Uh, you know, if that 600 looks good, but one game of it was t- close to 200. Well, that's one. Well, listen, he had 100, what, 178 yards. That's why I said it was one, uh, one close to 200 in one game. Right, so that yeah. one game lifted him up. I don't think he's but, but uh, he's um, who, who's uh, Bobby Bobby Jack. What was my man's name for Bobby Douglas? He's not Bobby Douglas, but he, not yet. He's not yet, but he's uh, not yet. Um, so we got the Lions there against the Bears. Uh, let's just call it right now. What do you see this game happening? And give me a score. Well, I think the way uh, it may not show up entirely in the numbers right now, but I think the Detroit Lions have gotten better on on defense, steadily better. Not great, but one thing that's still missing on that defense, and you know, I think it's just the way it's going to be for the entire season is there's no pass rush, not really. And if that the quarterback feels they just run because they can't stop can't stop the running quarterback. Having said all this, I think the Lions have done enough good things. They really have shown early in the season their ability to score. That's been missing lately. 140 yards, 100, I'm sorry, 140 points scored in the first four games, 48 in the last four games. That's not going to get you anywhere, 12 points a game. But I like the Lions in this game in spite of all that, and I like them to win the game 27-16. All right. I think that Swift saying this week he wants to get more work in, I think that's a good thing for the offense, and I think he will get more work in this week. Um, Golf had a pretty good game against uh, Chicago last year in Chicago, so it's not like he can't go outside and play. I think offensively they'll score points, but I'm not going to pick the Lions until they win two in a row, so I'm taking Chicago again. Um, 28-26. Yeah, I'm taking Chicago. But like I said, I hope to be wrong. But until they win two in a row, I will not pick the Lions again. 
That is the KB okay. rule. But if, if, but if they but if they win two in a row, does that mean you're automatically going to pick them? Not the automatically, Bills? but I will I will Buffalo have the Bills. leeway to pick them. The Buffalo, no. you're going to pick them to pick the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving Day. If the quarterback doesn't play, I might just do that. But if, if, they, if, they've, if they've won three in a row, you're going to take. If the, the quarterback is the not playing for Buffalo, then it will give me a, a reason to pick the Lions. But that's ladies the, and gentlemen. Let's just get these next two out the way. Let's get <laughs> let's get this one and then get to New York and get these out the way first. So, um, any closing thoughts on the, before we let get let go today? Uh, any closing Lion Bears thoughts from you, Michael Hare? No, not really. They're just they're just when you look at some of the statistics between between the two quarterbacks, completely different players, completely different. But when you get into the some of the ratings and all that, and fans out there, the stats freaks and all that, you can look it up and all that, but it's remarkable how close they are. They really are. And things like passer efficiency rating, one's 14th, one's 15th. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, in, in the GBR or BGR, whatever ESPN calls it. They're very, very close. So it doesn't look like there's a big spread between between the two quarterbacks. Very good. All right, that's Michael Hare from DetroitLions.com. Ken Brown from WGR Radio. Catch us Monday as we do our pop weekly podcast and find out who is right on this week's <laughs> game. <laughs> See you later, Mike.